All right, welcome back in to the Moneyline Podcast. I'm Gabe Myers with you here again this week. And we're coming off back-to-back winning weeks, 3-2 and two last week, 5-0 and oh the week before. Also, I hope you listened to the podcast last week because my podcast-only pick hit last week. The Panthers getting 8.5 points, covered that, losing by just 3 to the New Orleans Saints. We're bringing that back this week, the podcast-only pick. I will not be posting it on Twitter, so if you want to get that pick, you're going to have to listen all the way through the podcast. With that being said, let's get into this week's NFL picks. First pick of the week. Like the Indianapolis Colts, minus two and a half at Detroit. Now, Indianapolis coming off a bye. They're not a flashy team, but per football outsiders, Indy's the fifth best team in the NFL. Detroit's only fifth. Detroit is down at 15. And remember, with no fans or limited fans in attendance, home field does not really matter this year in the NFL. Meaning, I'm ba- I mean, only two and a half points for Indianapolis. I love it here. Also, Detroit is just average on both sides of the ball. Stafford, I think, is a better quarterback than most people give him credit for, and they have decent weapons. But the coaching in Detroit with Matt Patricia, subpar at best. Um, Indy is elite on the defensive side of the ball. Matt Eberflus, one of the you know, he might be a guy getting head coaching interviews this offseason. Adding DeForest Buckner has really helped sure up that defense. And Detroit is a bottom 10 run defense this year. Bad news is the Indianapolis offensive line and Jonathan Taylor, who will probably get going this week. Indianapolis is going to look to get him the ball. Um, also, I think Phillip Rivers, where he struggles the most, and he is turnover prone, but where he struggles is when pressure is in his face and he's forcing throws versus a Detroit pass rush that, isn't all that good. Uh, I think that's very fair to say. They don't really put a ton of pressure on a quarterback. The Detroit pass rush combined with a very good Indianapolis offensive line mean Rivers will have time to throw, meaning he won't make those crucial mistakes. Um, and I think Detroit's getting a little overvalued here following a very fluky win against Atlanta last week. Only getting two and a half. I like the Colts to win and cover here 24-17. to Alright, moving on to my second pick of the week. Love the Cleveland Browns. Minus two and a half at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Raiders are a bottom five run defense. Cleveland a top ten run offense. That's bad news for the Cleveland Browns. And the Raiders have been good on offense throwing the football this year. But their O-line dealing with COVID. Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, Trent Brown. Even if they're back... Dealing with COVID, we've seen what happened with Cam Newton when he got off the COVID list. I think Miles Garrett's going to be living in the Raider backfield the entire game. And I do believe losing Odell Beckham will hurt in the long run. But a Raider secondary that's led by Damon Arnett, a rookie from Ohio State who was the number two corner in college, and LaMarcus Joyner and Trayvon Mullen, a young and not super talented Raider secondary. I think the Browns, they'll be fine this week without Odell. Jarvis Landry still very good. Obviously, Donovan Peoples-Jones had a big catch last week, especially in the play-action game where they're going to be using the tight ends a lot as well in Joku. I think the Browns will be fine uh, with, at, with their receiver weapons this week. And while home field doesn't matter from a fan perspective, it is going to matter from this perspective. Derek Carr does not play well in inclement weather. It's going to be a cold, rainy day in Cleveland on Sunday. Going to be in the 40s and raining. Carr does not play well in inclement weather, meaning the Raiders are not going to be able to throw the ball particularly well. Combine that with Miles Garrett being in the backfield, the Raiders' run game not being as good as expected coming into the season. I like the Browns to win and cover here 31-23. Now, before we get into my favorite pick of the week, I want to ask you guys, are you a coffee addict like myself? Well, if you are, let me introduce you to Prison City Coffee. Prison City Coffee uses high-quality coffee beans to make sure your cup of joe gets your day started off on the right foot. 
Check out Prison City Coffee on Facebook and Instagram to order your first bag. And use a promo code RIDEON, that's right, RIDEON, at checkout to get $2 off your first order. Alright, now as promised, let's move on to my favorite pick of the week. That is the Los Angeles Rams, minus 3.5 at the Miami Dolphins. Now, while I love to attack of Iloa, he was my favorite quarterback in this past draft. I think he's going to be overwhelmed by this Rams defense in his first start. It's a very well-coached defense. Obviously, Aaron Donald on the offensive line. Um, a very tricky defense. They do a lot of different things. I think Tua in his first start is going to be a little overwhelmed by this L.A. Rams defense. Then, on the other side of the ball, the Miami Dolphins have the worst run defense in the NFL per, per football outsiders. Guess who has the best? That will be the Los Angeles Rams. This is a total mismatch on the offensive on the offensive side of the ball for the LA Rams. Also, Tua Tagovailoa, he had better skill position players at Alabama than he will have on Sunday for the Miami Dolphins. This does not bode well, and also he's going to be playing against a legit NFL defense with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Rams are very well coached and tricky on defense. Not good for a young quarterback, especially one making his first career start. The Dolphins kind of just average on both sides of the ball. I love Tua overall. I think he'll be a great quarterback, but I'm picking against him this week. Rams cruise 27-10 and get the easy cover of the 3.5. Now let's move on to my next pick. Love the number here to Seattle Seahawks. Minus 2.5 against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, 49ers are without Raheem Mostert. His backup, Jeff Wilson, and their best wide receiver, Debo Samuel. That's a lot of playmakers to be losing heading into this matchup against Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. And Russell Wilson historically performs very well against the San Francisco 49ers. And this is not the 49er defense of last year that had Nick Bosa and DeForest Buckner, Richard Sherman. All those guys are either traded or hurt. This is a very injured 49ers team. And while I do think they're well coached, Kyle Shanahan obviously on offense, and I think Robert Sala is one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL, having that many injuries is bad news against the Seattle offense that has been very explosive this season. And Jimmy G, let's just call it what it is. He's not playing very well right now. Jimmy Garoppolo, since the Super Bowl, has just not been the same quarterback. Hard for me to see him winning a battle with Russell Wilson, and now Russell Wilson coming off on Sunday Night Football, what I thought was his worst game in years. I think he bounces back this week in a big way against the 49ers. Love the number here at 2.5, giving up less than a field goal. Take the Seahawks to win and cover 31-27. think it'll be fairly close, but I think the 49ers are missing too many pieces, and the Seattle offense is too explosive. Love, uh, love Russell Wilson and the Hawks here. All right, now let's move on to my next pick. Really like the New Orleans Saints minus four at Chicago. Why do I like the Saints? Well, Saints are one of only three teams in the NFL who are a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense this year. Really good on both sides of the ball, even without Michael Thomas. The Bears offense does lack creativity and with the statue-like foals combined with the Bears offensive line being subpar to say the least. Um, that's a bad combination. The Saints defensive line, which I think has underperformed a little bit this year, will be able to get after Foles because that often the Bears offensive line can't they can't block for anybody. I mean they can't do anything out there. Nick Foles is not going to go and make plays with his feet. Now, without Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara has been a story of the Saints offense. He's been playing as well as any running back in the league. Perhaps he's even been a dark horse MVP candidate, and his contribution in the passing game has allowed the Saints to navigate through the injuries at wide receiver. And, I mean, just I want to harp on it again here. 
Bears' inability to protect their quarterback, Nick Foles, combined with the Saints being a top-five run defense, means the Bears won't be able to run the ball, meaning not a lot of play action going, meaning a bad matchup here. I like the Saints to roll 24-13, covering the four. All right, now let's move on to my podcast-only pick. Uh, if you didn't listen, if you didn't listen last week, that pick I loved Carolina minus eight and a half against the New Orleans Saints or plus eight and a half. I'm sorry, against the New Orleans Saints, and um, that one covered Carolina losing 27-24, but covering the number right here. So this week, one and all on the podcast-only picks. This week's podcast-only pick. Love the Tennessee Titans, minus five and a half at the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Joe Burrow is fine, and he's exceeded a lot of people's expectations, but the Bengals are a terribly flawed team and have played very poorly against the good teams they've played against this season. And the Titans' offense is very explosive. A.J. Brown's back and healthy. Corey Davis is a really nice number two receiver. John U. Smith, if, he, if he's healthy, is a matchup problem at tight end. Um, and obviously, Derrick Henry, he just gets better as the year goes on running the football. Don't think Cincinnati really has a hope of stopping this offense. Uh, and the Titan offense, number three offense in the league per football outsiders. Cincinnati is a bottom 10 defense. And even more surprisingly, a bottom five offense, despite what we all think of Joe Burrow. This has not been a very good offense this year. A lot of that is because of the offensive line. They're not going to be able to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, the Titans' front seven is very good. Their questions are in the secondary, but I don't think since he's going to be able to protect Joe Burrow and with the offensive line being as bad as it being as bad as it is, Cincinnati's not going to be able to run the ball well either, even though I do like Joe Mixon quite a bit. I like the Titans to score quite a bit here, winning and covering the 5.5. 34-23. Well, let's place these bets this week, guys. Looking for our third straight winning week. Let's make some money here. I will see you guys next week.